Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ah, yeah, the Southern River Band doing some of its finest work here as we rock through a Friday preview of all that's happening in sport this week and what's happening on the weekend and a new look to the uh, set today because Will Schofield has taken on the role of Steven Spielberg sitting back on the couch just smoking the pipe, just <laughs> watching life sail by. Uh, hello everyone, Mark Reddings alongside Hammer Brayshaw. Good just to be back. Good to have you here and I'm just going to ask you off the top before we uh, <clears throat> get into some formalities here. Yep. Uh, you're still employed by the West Coast Eagles. I am. But you've got the flag mantle shirt proudly on the... Yep, uh, the proudly on the back chat flag mantle shirt on the back of uh, the young fella getting the vice skipper yesterday. So, uh, no, very, very happy with rolling this one out today. Brilliant Skate. stuff, mate. Looking forward to talking <coughs> some footy with you, of course. The Shelter Footycast coming to you live from the back chat studios. The show, socials at Shelter Footycast. Footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. Plenty of ways to get involved. YouTube back chat, uh, Shelter Footycast. We've got everything, including news feed, which will come next week. Dan tells me it's official, it'll be on the radar next week. And, of course, Shelter's Summer of Sour. Now, I've been under the gun to, to taste and uh, give a bit of a, a review of the Sour. Uh, Hammer, yep. have you come I across? have had the, uh, is it this one that I'm eyeballing right here? The Abs- yeah. outdoor shower sour. I had that. Thoughts? Uh, yeah, excellent. I didn't, I'm not a big sour beer guy, but uh, it certainly was. It tickled the fancy. Beautiful. I just thought it's worth, if you're not across all this, Shelter are challenging people to push their beer boundaries and sip on a sour. The perfect summer drop, refreshing, crisp and crushable. There's also a comp with a great prize pool, uh, including people winning a custom mini Mal surfboard. <laughs> that is a Victor Lawnmower, a Victor Lawnmower, or a six hundred dollar exclusive escapes voucher, as well as a heap of beer and merch. Um, plenty of stuff on offer. Enter at the website, and of course, Scoey's getting me to mow some lawn down in Bustleton on the long weekend. Uh, of course, Shelter, born and bred, Bustleton, WA. We love them. Can't wait to see the team down there in a week or so from now. But to Hammer, let's get straight into the big talking points from this week. Footy wise, you mentioned Fremantle. Bit stiff. Yeah, he was a bit stiff. Your take, a breath, take a breath for a second there, Skeet. That was uh, <laughs> that rolled off the tongue, all those sponsorship things. Wow. Uh, no, he was a bit stiff. He went all right, though. I thought, um, oh, he was, what is he, 23 now? I thought he could have got it, could have waited a couple of years. I think the voting came in at uh, Alex Pierce got 220. Uh, Andrew was 180, Caleb was 150, and then the lead, other leaders were sort of 60. I think they might go 5 4 3 2 1 sort of set up for every player. So it's clearly that uh, clear Alex Pierce was your number one guy. Um, oh, I think vice captain probably suits him, takes a bit of pressure off him, lets him play uh, another good year of football, hopefully. Um, but yeah, he's still a leader in some capacity, so he's got that going for him at 23, which is nice. So yeah, we'll see how he goes. Given you're outside the bubble, um, <coughs> what are your thoughts on Alex Pierce as, as, as a captain? He did the job for a fair bit last year. Obviously, the players have had their say, so he's he's a highly popular member of that group. Yeah, he is. Um, he, he stepped in last year for Nat when he was injured uh, and did a really good job, but I think the way he leads on field is, is second to none in terms of he's... He'll back, your play, he'll back his players up. You don't want to, if something goes wrong, he's there, the enforcer sort of thing, as a, as a full back. And um, <clears throat> Scully will obviously love that. But uh, a defender, another defender as the captain this year, will be huge for the uh, for the comp. But no, he's a, 
he's a staunch defender who just loves his players and loves his team. So he's, um, I think he's the fitting man for the job this year. Yeah, Tasmanian uh, originally, so yep. he's come across here and uh, been given that that huge honour. On, on a slightly serious note, someone like I know you said the vice captaincy is great for Andrew. You have to be a fraction disappointed if, if you've got aspirations to lead. Um, he would have thought at what twenty two. He's twenty three. Twenty now. just turned twenty three. Yep. That he was ready to go. But maybe this is. I mean, Alex Pierce is not going to be there forever. No, I think for him there will be a little bit of an air of disappointment. But at the same time, I think that will that'll fade pretty quickly once he realises that he can just once again focus on another good year of footy. Um, he's twenty three. He'll be. I'm. I can't imagine he's not going to be a captain of the footy club at some point, whether it's solo or co-captain with Caleb. But. Um, yeah, I don't think he's under any illusion that it won't come eventually, but he's at the moment he's happy with where he's at. So disappointed or not, he's um, he's got the vice captain and he'll he'll go this year and and have another good crack at it. And then you know, depending on what happens with Pierce in the next couple of years, he probably the next man to step up. Let's jump into the uh, the start of footy, I suppose, in many ways. Match simulation mm-hmm. for the two WA clubs. We've seen some footy over the past twenty four hours. You know, Geelong taking care of Hawthorne. There's some yep, results quite I mean, comfortably. Don't take too much out of that, but I mean, Essendon. Getting across the line over the Gold Coast Suns, you know, Carlton Collingwood today. But let's focus on our two teams, given yep. uh, Scully and I are going to be there at Mineral Resources Park. But uh, just prior to that, the Dockers up against the Crows. Mm-hmm. Um, what, are you, what are you looking for from a Fremantle perspective today, for instance? Uh, I'm just looking for a couple of their young boys to step up. I mean, they've got in their forward line, they've lost Lob last year. Luke Jackson's come in. They're going to, well, interesting to see how he fits in. And then they're just their young brigade. They've got Jai Amiss, how he, how he's going to go. Uh, Josh Tracy, how the, how they're going to step up. What's going to happen with Tabernar? What's going to happen with Fife down forward? How that is going to mix? Um, but really, they're they're looking at a premiership window, and this is the first real hit out. So it depends on how hard they want to go. And some teams in pracky games sort of not take it easy, but don't play their full side. But I think they'll have a real crack at it tonight, and I think they should wipe the floor with the Crows pretty comfortably. To be Ooh, honest, Skeet. I, don't, I don't think the Crows are going to be that much, to be perfectly frank. But uh, no, I'll be interested to see how the forward line works for Freo tonight. Well, if you're in South Australia, they're thinking they're going to be one of the big improvers. But obviously, it's all state based, and and we're, <laughs> we're more aware of Freo. Um, the expectations, and as you say, their game style probably won't change a heap, I would have thought, given what they produced last year. Defensively, very good. Yep. Just finding, I guess, the right um, right balance and attack. Is that the – and obviously losing Monday to, to get the midfield mix right? Yeah, oh, I think so. They've got – now that Monday's gone, they sort of need to find that more of a general inside. Will Brody was good at it last year, although the, it's a big disparity between him and Monday. O'Meara comes in, which will help with a bit of experience. Um, but, yeah, they were really running gun and attacking football last year. So whether or not – that will be the same or whether they sort of go to more defensive. They had a good blend last year. I think if they can get some key targets up forward that can start taking marks and not have to rely on the smalls whipping around and doing their thing, that'll be handy. But, um, yeah, I can't see their game style changing a whole heap. It'll just be different personnel in there. Yeah, they've got a, they've got something to like about them. And youth is the mm. youth is a primary thing. They've, they've, you think with their, their age demographic, and I've looked through the lists and, I mean, I think, uh, off the top of my head, I think 26 is roughly the, mm-hmm. you know, with a, a bunch of games next to your name is what you need for, and yep. Geelong probably was stretching that yeah. last year. But by and large, in that 26 demographic age bracket, you're, you're getting close. And, and Fremantle's yep. just just in that little little sweet spot almost. Yeah, they're getting there. I think they've probably got a little bit, yeah, they're a little bit younger than, than that, but their games are about the same. So I think Andrew's 23 now, he's played over 100 games. Caleb's 21 and he's played, you know, 60 or 70. And guys like Hayden Young have played a few games. Sam Switkowski's played a few games. And they're all around sort of 23, 24, 25. So a little bit younger, but given the demographic of their list over the few years, 
they've played a lot of games. So I think they're certainly edging towards that window, if not giving it a red-hot crack this year. Now, you have to go back probably six, seven, eight years, the last time that Fremantle went into a season with more hype, more expectations than, say, the Eagles. I think it's fair to say, yep. given what the Eagles did in 18, etc. Uh, this year, that's changed. Mm-hmm. But by the same token, the Eagles, uh, after two wins, you, you, you can't be backing that up. Tonight, they get their chance to to finally see what, what they've been working on. Yeah. I mean, unless all hell breaks loose, it's going to be tough for them to be any worse, which is nice. Uh, they were, <laughs> yeah, they were, it was all the good teams, 50 feet of crap, and then them last year, Moneyball style. But um, no, they've done a lot of recruiting over the off-season. Their draftees are really good. And watching them train every day, I'm a little bit biased, but they look a different team than last year. They look fit, they look strong, they look quick. They're moving the ball well. Um, and granted, they've just been playing themselves, so it's easy to look good. They're um, yeah, they're miles different than they were this time last year. So I'm pretty bullish on the way they can go and, and how high they can finish, um, depending on fitness of you know their better players. But you know, at the moment, they're they're rock hard and fit and ready to go. And I think they'll be um, they'll surprise a few this year, definitely. So to the eye tonight, and Scully's been to a couple of training sessions and, and mentioned that, that the transition of the footy, the movement of the footy, he's noticed a, a real yep. effort on that front. Is that something that you're expecting to see tonight? Yeah, definitely. I mean. And just watching them at training and watching them in the last few weeks doing match him sort of stuff, it is very much take the game on, roll and go. It was, I think they got stuck a few times last year in trying to be perfect with the ball and their skills just weren't you know, matching what they were trying to do. And I think Simo's given them a bit of a licence now to just say, guys, play on instinct, play with a bit of freedom and go as quick as you can. Um, as Scoey will say, as a defender, if it turns over, that's pretty tough. But at the moment, that's a um, you catch a few teams out. Some teams, Collingwood did it really well last year, just roll and go through the middle and, and take the game on. So I think of a similar style to that is what they're looking to do. Um, but with extra fitness and added speed, they're um, you know they're doing it really well at this point. So we'll see how they go tonight. The big question this year, in many respects, was how were the Eagles going to cope without Nick Nat if he was injured? Now tonight he's not there. It's not a huge game, but mm-hmm. it's maybe just a glimpse as to what. What they're going to do if he goes down? Because let's be honest, it looks like, pardon the pun, an Achilles heel for the yep. for the footy club with regards to, to ruck stocks. Is, is there a bit of concern that you don't have that, that coverage or do you think there's someone who can stand up? Well, it's a very, very big shoes to fill if he does go down. Uh, Cal Jamison's done a lot of work in the gym. He's gotten bigger and stronger. So, I mean, he can hold his own in there. Uh, Bailey Williams can jump over, a, you know, jump over a two-metre wall if he wants to. So... There's always options. I, I just think it's you know it's difficult to replace if he does go down. I think they've done a lot of work without him uh, over the last few years, so they're used to what it's like to have to you know shark the opposition ruck and and go off uh, that sort of mould of of style of midfielder. Um, yeah, I think he'll be a big out, but he's feeling at the moment with the, you know he's not going to play tonight. But I think he'll he'll get a few games out of him this year, so I don't think it's too much of an issue. How many debutants do you reckon for round one against North? I mean. <laughs> You've seen enough of, of the, the kids and you know that mm-hmm. the, the, the elder statesmen are in pretty good health. So yep. what does Simo do on, the, on that front? Because everyone likes to see a, you know, a changing of the guard to some degree, just a, a fresh face or two. And Ruben yep. Jimmy, who's not playing tonight, mm-hmm. is one of those you'd think. But how many do you reckon? Give us a number for round one. Oh, I'd say you'll probably get three debutants off the top of my head. I think Jaden Hunt will debut for the club. Yeah. In this one, I think Ruben Jimby will play. Uh, I'm pretty keen on seeing what Noah Long can do as a small forward. I think uh, with Junior gone, and it'll be interesting to see how that goes tonight, there's a sort of a hole there as a, as a young, whippy small forward, and um, I think he's done a really good job this preseason, so I wouldn't be surprised if he slots in round one. Yeah, I'd say the Lions three, and I'd be... Oh, that'd be a tough one. 
So it'll be uh, I'd, I'd be going overs, but I think it'll be about three or four. Yeah, you and Scully, you like you compare notes. He's a Noah Long uh, convert. I'm really looking forward to seeing him play tonight. Yeah. So if he if he's what you boys think he's going to be, then it just gives him that uh, little X factor as Junior gave them. Yeah, no fuss too. He's got he's just got a haircut that doesn't you know you wouldn't even look twice at. He's not gone and done all the weird stuff that people do to their hair. He's not rolling in anything fancy. He's not driving a brand new car. He's just a meat and potato sort of fella. But he just gets it done. <laughs> bit like and the, I like him. Bit like the show. The footy cast, uh, Hammer Brayshaw, Mark Reddings joining you as we preview what's happening this weekend. Right, let's talk some footy issues uh, off the top. Uh, I know you're not quite across the Clarko incident at North yep. Melbourne where, you know, he's been through a fair bit with the Hawthorne mm-hmm. uh, scenario. A n- nice lighter moment uh, in, the, in the rooms yep, as part funny. of a doco, talk, you know, referring to Hawthorne when he's trying to talk about North and mm-hmm. the Dash, which is uh, living life to 80 and making sure you make the most of it. But unfortunately, again, off the back of the Tarrant Thomas story, yep. which is still unfolding, uh, Clarko's found himself in a bit of trouble at training, journos rocking up, asking questions, being a bit uh, pesky. And uh, he told one woman from Channel 9, I think it's Elizabeth Moss from memory, um, your time will come. Now, that's probably a moment that he'll regret. Yeah, uh, having been filled in, the choice of words, probably not what what he would have liked in hindsight. I mean, it could have been a coincidence. It might have been a pointed comment, but either way, it doesn't certainly doesn't look good on uh, on Clarko. No, it doesn't. Um, and look, we don't condone it, and we know that look, the way we speak to people in twenty twenty three is different to what I went through and other mm-hmm. journalists going back thirty years. So, Hammer, we had Mick Malthouse, who was uh, my got out of. Uh, school, got a cadetship, and Mick Malthouse was the coach. And people always ask me, how come you never really barrack for the Eagles? Well, you lose a bit. No, not Mick. Mick was great from a young journalist's point of view, but, geez, he was a hard-ass back then. It Mm. was – and and not so much the language that he used, but it was – he intimidated and it was hard and it was great for a journalist to learn that style. And and maybe as a player, going back 15, 20 years ago, you know, Scully and yourself, enjoy that type of – um, confrontational style, which has that completely disappeared from from modern day footy. Haven't and not saying what what Clarko did with with the reporter was good, but mate, it, back in my day, if you got told that, you just you know cop on the chin, move on. But th- they don't accept that nowadays. No, I think it's there's a level of certain level of respect that you get told to give to journalists. I mean, they're doing their job; they're not trying to do anything malicious, and it's you know it, they're just getting paid to do what they have to do. And I think. Uh, there's a lot of training that goes into players and coaches about how to interact, and sometimes oh, over the last few years you've seen some things go wrong. I mean, Luke Beveridge, that was a uh, that blew up, and there were some certain things that happened in the media that you, you sort of look at and think maybe I would have done a little bit differently. But uh, oh, yeah, I think it, it's not uh, confrontation isn't something that players are after. You don't want a headline of yourself. You want to sort of if you're doing a media appearance, you want it to just go smooth and then fly under the radar. And oh yeah, a confrontation's certainly not on the agenda for most players. Yeah, it's it's um, it's interesting because when you, you look at even going back to nineteen ninety one, the Eagles got beaten by Hawthorne in the GF, and Mick was pretty pissed as you can imagine. Yep. And he, I think I'm not sure if it was a physical, but he certainly Luke Morfess, who's now at the Dockers, was working for the West, and he may have just got him in a in a position where he thought about just <laughs> putting one between his eyeballs. Uh, Mick was a interesting character, and Clarko, I've looked at his rap sheet. He's a great coach, but jeez, yeah. he's got some. Um, some misdemeanors yeah, next to his he? name. Well, I mean, even Ross Lyon, like he's, he, oh, there was a video that went on when he got the the Saints job of the, <laughs> all the little snippets of him in interviews post game, and 
It's a humour watching, but uh, I can't imagine it'd be overly fun to be a journalist copping that. But uh, uh, they trust me, they are far <laughs> more mellow than even Wusha. Wusha didn't didn't say too much that was threatening. But if you asked a question, this is going back. You mm. know, when when I reckon when clubs are in contention, yeah. And Wusha obviously in 05, 06, they were, and you were sort of poking him about various things. That's when the you could see that sort of Julie Bishop death mm. stare, and it was like. <laughs> You didn't have to say. You just thought, "Oh, geez, I've got to yeah. find a way out of this." Poke uh, the bear. I've asked uh, the wrong question here. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, oh, "He's a great bloke," but it was just at the time. It's just moments yeah. you look back on with um, with a bit of fondness. Uh, the other one that I want to throw up at you now. I haven't actually seen. I've seen the trailer. Mm-hmm. Show me the money has just come out. Show oh, me the money stand. too. Yep, it has on two. Now, have you had a, had a bit of a look? Because obviously, for those that most of you would know, it's regarding the the trade period in the yep. AFL and player managers. Who, by the way, I reckon have got a definite thespian feel about them. A lot of them are actors and mm-hmm. they love the drama and you got Youngie in the abattoir and, and Paul Connors. and Mate, they, seriously, if they say they don't enjoy the, the spotlight, they're talking bullish. Kidding themselves, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I, I got home from work yesterday and I'm staying with my little brother Andrew at the moment and he was watching, he was watching Show Me The Money too. and I said, what are you, what are you doing? He said, I just want to see, because this one's got Roy Lobb, it's got Griffin Logue and it's got a bit of Frio flair about it. So I went home and watched it and it's got Andrew McDougall in New York and doing all this stuff. New York. Like, well, someone was in New York, and anyway, I'm watching it. Saying, this is this is a bit much. And then, um, and then it got onto the lobby stuff, and he was a bit of pot and freeo about it. And it was like, oh, I've probably spoken to Longy maybe once a week for the last year, and he, I don't really get played where I want to be played. And it's, I'm just, he was sort of, you know, you're taken aback at um, <clears throat> some of the insight you get. But there's some good stories to come out of it as well. I mean, the Bobby Hill one was interesting. Didn't get traded. Went back to GWS. Played another year. Got cancer. Had the rest of it. Had a lot of stuff to deal with. Finally got a deal to Collingwood. So there's some good stories to come out of it. But it is certainly an interesting behind the curtain look. But I, I don't think I'll be watching much more than what I saw last night. It's fascinating though. As a, as a football person that loves it, is it as stressful? And you've you've been you know wondering where you, your future is. Obviously, the stress levels is dramatised here to some degree, but this. This is this is fine the wall stuff. So yeah. for us, it's fascinating. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. I mean, for me, I was wasn't a whole heap of stress. Just hey, please, can I have some more? <laughs> um, which wasn't obliged. Uh, but um, yeah, it is. It's like some of these guys are the Brody Grundy one, for example. He was he wanted to be a pie for life, and he was talking about it. It's hey, mate, we don't want you anymore. See you later. And then Jack Bowes, you know, we're paying you too much. We want to get rid of you essentially. So there's a lot of it there that it's a behind the scenes look at what it's like to be you know in a pretty stressful situation for these guys what they're going to do with their lives and their careers and moving into state, moving, you know, moving their families away for some of these, um, you know. It's interesting, really, really interesting behind the scenes look at it. Yeah, as uh, as Paul Connor said, a little quote out of that, he said, uh, many of us think we're curing cancer, but it's just footy, which, you yeah. know, it's their business, it's their livelihood, yeah. but uh, we do probably make it uh, yeah. a little more important than that. It is, um, I guess, most of the public regarded as. Um, the other big issue this week is the, the licence for Tasmania. Will it, won't it? Um, Gil McLaughlin has been in the Apple Isle this week. He's spoken about, I think, dipping in like three fifty million dollars to the to the, their, their their effort. If if obviously the stadium is built, etc. So um, it seems a logical step to take. Mm-hmm. Um, you you a fan of? Or what, oh, I saying? mean, I'm a fan of expanding the game. I, looking, I was having a chat with this with someone about this the other day. There's not many homegrown Taswegians or however you want to call them in the AFL. So, I mean, if there's academies and all the rest of it, the homegrown talent will be difficult. Um, <clears throat> but in terms of you know expanding the game, it's the next logical step. They've got an NBL team. They've got a, a BBL team. So it's it makes sense. Um, whether or not you can sustain it financially with crowds, I mean, 
they certainly get behind the cricket and the basketball down there, and they love their own team. So, I think it's that. Yeah, I think it's only a matter of time before it happens, and then uh, Alex Pierce will go and captain them. Oh, geez, that's well, it's, still, it's probably five years away. No, what's, yeah, what are you thinking? It's a while. It's, I can't imagine it happening in the next two or three. Definitely. Um, yeah, well, that's true. But you know, before your time, and I, I, I defy anyone here to, to tell me, you know, how much the Eagles and Brisbane Bears paid to get into the VFL back in 1987? Oh, that's a great question, and I do know the answer to this somewhere in the uh, archives of my brain because it was a cr- trivia question one day that Tim Jepp gave me, but uh, <laughs> it is. I'll tell you oh, what it was. Yeah, hit me with it. It was four. Four million. Four mil. And mm. 1986, yeah. seven, obviously 87 was at the first year for the, the Eagles and the Brisbane Bears. Four million to obviously yeah. a bailout VFL clubs that were struggling mm-hmm. and, and – to be honest, the waffle wasn't travelling flash either, but $4 million. And now yeah. we see what money's getting pumped into mm-hmm. GWS and the Gold Coast Suns, obviously non-footy sort of heartlands, yep. but $4 million. So this shows you that, yeah. that, that this national competition hasn't just happened because of the, the generosity yeah, of those in Victoria. Exactly, $350 million would have gone a long way back then. But, uh, yeah, sorry, Jeppy, I forgot about that. But, no, <laughs> that's, um, they, they certainly made it hard for them from all reports to come into the comp. Yeah, this is the Shelter footy cast at Mark Reddings, Hammer Brayshaw, taking you through all the big things in sport. Righto, uh, let's talk a bit of test cricket and what the hell is happening in India. Um, the oh team boy. for the third test, uh, by the way, WA's beaten Tassie in the Sheffield Shield yep. today, so we're fine, <clears throat> won the big bash. Mm-hmm. We've won um, the, well, we haven't won the Marsh One Day Cup yet, we're going to host it. In a, in a couple of weeks, Sheffield Shield final, we're going beautifully. Adam yep. Voges last night named mm-hmm. the Sports West Coach of the Year. So congratulations to him. Joy Hindley from Cycling, well done. Sports Star of the Year and West Coast Fever Team of the Year. So that was from last night. Went there. Good night. The cricket. Now, you have you tuned out? So Scoey, let's be honest, Scoey, it's a bit like me talking about UFC. Yep. Not really Scoey's my not wheelhouse. A no, no that's, uh, that's fine. I have not tuned out. I have not been able to tune out for the life of me. I mean, as much as it's sort of a train wreck happening in front of your eyes, you can't look away for mine so I watched the last test and I remember sitting there on the Sunday and we were one for 60 overnight and I thought righto if we can get to sort of 200 to 20 here it's going to be tough for India in the last you know day and a bit and then all of a sudden in an hour we'd lost seven wickets eight wickets and it just looked like a train wreck I don't know what we were doing we were trying to sweep everything I don't know what the plan was it must have been premeditated because everyone was doing it reverse sweeps going out you know going out of fashion and it it just looked like they were, you know, they'd given up. I mean, for Pat Cummins to come out and first ball slog sweep down on one knee looking over Cow Corner. And then the, the thing that annoyed me the most was then he walked off after being clean bowled first ball, practicing a, a forward defensive. Foot. I'm like, it's just, <laughs> just do that, mate. What are, you, what are you doing? You've just tried to swing out of your shoes and then you're practicing that one. Um, oh, it was just a disaster. And now the team's sort of changed people in, people out, and it's. Uh, I hope we don't go the similar way this time, but um, no, India are just too they, good. Yeah, Mate, too, too good. good. Jadeja, yep. uh, Ash went over there, very hard to beat, and we won mm. the toss and batted. So we had the best of the conditions yep. throughout. Uh, end of the day, uh, Pat Cummins has come home, Josh Hazelwood, Ashton Agar, who spoke so well when mm-hmm. he returned, very classy individual, yep. uh, and Dave Warner, who, in my mind, is in denial. Uh, he was asked yesterday about are you in a rut? He said, well, mate, a few weeks ago I made a double hundred. But in the past three years, he has, that's that's his only real success story. Yeah. He hasn't travelled well. Taking him to England, which is the next big story, um, I just I'd rather go over there, Hammer, with a, a younger bloke, someone that you know will play Test cricket for the next five years yep. and fail than Warner go mm-hmm. over there for a, a sort of like a, a tribute series. Yep. 
and fail because it looks clearly like he's you know he'd been a great cricketer. Mm-hmm. Anyone who Absolutely. scores over eight thousand test runs, yep, he's is, is a gun. But his time's come. Oh yeah, I think so. Um, England are in they're in phenomenal Scary. form. They are a real task, and I think to take. Uh, what we've got at the moment over there would just be pointless because we're not firing. We're st- I think we're still the number one ranked test yeah. side in but, the but world. You'd but have we're, to just not, we're not. We're not. We're, no. No. But, not. Yeah. Well, look, we've beaten soft kills West Indies, South Africa. Number two, by the way. But so the mm. ranking's probably not that. That two hundred that he made though. No, the South Africa were poor. They were really poor. No one was doing anything. The ball was doing nothing, and it's you know, on a flat track. No, I totally agree. But I Easy two hundred. I say yeah, that. He never made bloke anything bloke over fifty. <laughs> yeah, I know. I haven't even actually put the creams on for Australia. Yeah. Um, but let me just say this: India, different beast to playing in England. For guys like mm. Matt Renshaw, who I, I still rate, just looked hopelessly out of mm. his depth. Spin, Labuschagne, Smith, a lot better. I, I just think. Uh, they will be a far better side in England in those conditions. Yeah, I agree. I think it's it's more suited to what we are producing. We're not we haven't been very good at spin this series at all. The thing that annoys me though, watching Australians play India, is India play in India better than anyone, and we are doing the complete opposite of what they do. Do have a look at the best players in India and watch what they do. Watch how Pajara bats. Watch how they go about. Watch how Sharma bats. Sharma would have swept twice in the first innings when he made his hundred and. You know, was playing things with a straight bat and just pushing the singles here and there. And when they got too full, would go over the bowler's head and we just <laughs> didn't even look like paying any attention to that. We had our plans and it just didn't work. So I'm pretty keen to get this one out of the way and then go over and have a real crack at a pretty good England side. Pretty good. In fact, if you're looking now, they're the form team of world cricket. Yeah, the way absolutely. they're playing, Ben Stokes, the <laughs> yeah. basketball thing. Mate, they're still even today. I think they were, I saw them three for 70 off 20 overs. They're going at four, yep. five runs and over. Yep, they're flying. Flying along. Albeit, you wonder, against a decent Australian attack, whether they can do that over there. That's the question. But, jeez, yeah. I'm looking forward to going over there and having a look at a test mm-hmm. match. Hammer, uh, Absolutely. Going to Lords. Are you uh, going over? Yeah. I'm, only, Wash your chair. I'm selling a couple of children to actually pay for the accommodation, et cetera, and the tickets. But it's going to be... Uh, Hopefully not your own, because you don't want to lose them. No, 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 of course. But if, if, if you've been, you wouldn't have been on Ashes test over there. No, never. No. It's a lot of fun. A lot of pims. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you just, it's just, you buy tea, you're basically looking for an Uber to, to somewhere that uh, is going to yeah. provide you a safe haven because it's good fun. Yeah. It? No, my, uh, my uncle, who is one of my uncles, who's the bogan of the family, not James, Robert, he's hilarious, but he rolled into a test match at Lords where my pop was in a box and he had his Richmond Tigers tracksuit pants on. He had a singlet on, thongs, and his sonny's on his head and he was drinking a beer. Walked into this very prim and proper Lord's box and said, uh, yeah, I'm just with Ian Brayshaw. Oh, no worries, mate. In you come. Sat down, <laughs> sipping away, and uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. So I'll get over there at some point. Mate, you've got to do it. Uh, last quarter coming up shortly on the Shelter Footycast. And this is for a case of shelter for you, uh, Hammer. I'm going to ask okay. you, tell me, and it has to be exact, tell me, the exact number of periods and minutes being played at Victor George Kalis Oval this afternoon between Fremantle and Adelaide, which begins at 3.20. Wow. Well, uh, okay. That's an interesting one. Uh, Mate, who would know? How do you come up with this stuff? I would say uh, – I haven't heard this, and I wish Andrew had told me last night. I would say there will probably be seven stanzas. Stanzas. Yeah, I'm a sta- I'm a stanza guy. <laughs> George Costanza. Yeah. Was this how many? Am I am I already? Yeah, off? you're you're on the run runway. Yeah. So it's seven. Yep. Uh, I'm going to say the first four will be twenty plus time on, or are they flat somethings. 
Disappointing. I'm out. Fuck. Anyway, just go with it. <laughs> Six by 25. <sighs> and then one 20 minutes, no time on. So, uh, <laughs> wow. how do you come up with these? Anyway, mm. for what it's worth, uh, Michael Frederick, he's rested with a quad. Walters has got the Achilles. Uh, Skater Boy Cox is yep. uh, not playing. Is that right? Is he? I thought he might be having a run. We'll check on that. But yep. Skater Boy, we're just waiting <laughs> to see. O'Driscoll. Very keen to see how he... Yeah, uh, Drizzy, I'm happy to... He's an interesting player. I like him a lot. And as we said, we're talking about Jackson. Uh, Corbett O'Meara looks like he's hit the ground running as well. Jager O'Meara. Oh, what a specimen that guy is. Just perfect. Such a nice guy too. Wish there was something wrong with him, but he's good looking. He's just a... Just physique. got engaged, isn't he? Yeah, just got engaged. His, his, his fiance is great too. He looks like he's chiseled out of granite. Just a perfect guy. Hate him. Just be, have something wrong with you, Jager, for God's sake. Well, you come and visit us on a Monday and Thursday, man. You, you won't have any of those types of concerns with Scoey yeah. and Skeet. I'll give you the tip. Adelaide, by the way, for what it's worth. Uh, Rory Sloan, who stepped down as captain, yep. uh, done the knee. Um, nothing long term, but they've got a few out, of course, Adelaide. Um, but, yeah, that's that's a hit out for them. And at 4.40, Scoey and I um, will be running through. This is how I'm going. I can't even. Here we go. I can't even work this. Uh, I've, I've lost the uh, the handle. Anyway, Eagles, 440. Yep. I'll tell you off the top of my head so I don't put you under the pump here, Hammer. There That's are fine. four quarters of 28 minutes. Yep, four flat 28s. Oh, you'll know this in two, two 20s mm-hmm. in between, after that. Yep. Uh, waffle players for the Eagles going to help out Port, is that right, possibly? Uh, yeah, potentially. They're going to top up at the end in the last two. They're going to play. I'm imagining Eagles will play a full four, basically a full hit out, and then uh, there'll be Waffle top-up players that come in and, and help out both sides. Beautiful. Um Last one. Speaking of uh, coaches, uh, the glory. We'll find out later today what happened with yeah. Ruben Zakovic. <laughs> and uh, Coley is a uh, gun player. Just they say it's a physical altercation. Physical altercation. It was uh, yeah, just a genuine FU attitude adjustment, John Cena style, I would have thought. Something along those lines. It's WWE, on. UFC style. Yeah, well, I tell you what, it's it's a ripping story. If it's if half of it's true, well, yeah. Chris Coyne, we'd love Corny to be here today to help us out with that, but not to be. Um, because my computer skills aren't great, I've yep. lost the screen here. Sure, I'm, I'm absolute uh, just nothing. Riffing. But what I'll tell you, Hammers, you've done an outstanding job. Thank you, Scott. Um, look forward to seeing you uh, on the couch with us through the course of the footy season. It's going to be Absolutely. huge because Scoey's going to be uh, sort of floating. I'm going to Europe just to try and get away from life for a moment Fight or two. Um, but we're going to have a heap of fun during the year. Thanks for your time. Uh, of no course, worries, Shelter, we're going to be down there in Bustleton next week. Um, make sure you get on the socials, support them, have the sour. I'll be doing some lawn mowing. Scoey and I back on Monday for all the hard-hitting issues from the first match simulation. What about the Antec Cup, the Wizard Cup? No, it's match simulation coming your way. Uh, Listen to Scoey and myself on KO and Foxtel this afternoon for a couple of battlers doing their best. Have a good one. Speak soon.